Everybody, did your boy B Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first time listener, I'd like to thank you also very much for giving my show a try. And if anybody referred you to me and they're in your general vicinity, won't you turn to your neighbor and give them a crisp? high five but if you're not in that general vicinity go ahead and pull out your phone or whatever social media device that you have and use your favorite social media app of choice whether it be facebook instagram snapchat uh tiktok which i just recently discovered and it kind of blows my mind a little bit because i never got in on the vine bullshit but nonetheless Grab your favorite social media app of choice and send that person a dm slide in there ever so gently don't disturb nothing if you uh can't if you, you know, if you don't mess nothing up, don't don't ruin the mojo or whatever, but send them a DM and tell them thank you for recommending you to me. And speaking of social media, you can find this show on all social media platforms to include Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, which I should have gave you the user tags and everything. But I do that at the end of the show because I'm just kind of rambling on and rambling on and rambling on. But I do have a guest joining me on this edition of the show one whom i've heard on the uh soiled restroom cinema podcast and she had a filthy mouth so it kind of fit with the decorum there you're in the soiled restroom and you talking the, the potty mouth talk so it see it all flows and rolls together and whatnot after i heard all her filth and flarn and filth or whatever i i said i had to talk to this person voice to voice obviously we're not in person but here she is one miss brandy aguilar how are you what's up rob i'm happy to be here yay me too i'm glad yay! <laughs> but um how do you even get hooked up with um someone as astute and prestigious as um, one honor night on the soil restroom cinema um, he actually contacted me on Instagram. Um, he, I think he saw some of my um, comedy skits, and I think he saw um, the most recent movie I was in, Clickbait. And um, I guess he was like, I'm going to interview her. And obviously, I was excited because I've, believe it or not, I've, I've never been interviewed on a podcast before um, he interviewed me. So I was obviously super excited and jumped at the chance. And then um, you heard his uh, podcast and messaged me. And I was like, this guy seems so awesome. I would be so happy to be on his on his show. So, yes, that's how I'm here. So 
it's it's all pretty pretty fun. I I love um, bullshitting with people and just making people laugh. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the the thing that that got me or whatever, because I, I, f- I forget what the um, name of the segment is on that show, where they um is pretty much what would you rather be doing than watching the movie? <laughs> <laughs> and you said some that off- was fun. <laughs> yeah, you said some off the wall stuff like fingers in the butt and all that stuff, and I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, but it caught me off guard. It made me laugh, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, yes. I'm so glad. So we have the same sense of humor. This is going to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Hey, one second. I got to give the little one a little hug here. Night, night. night, night. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> it, usually, w- whenever we get around to these recordings, this is her bedtime. So uh, it times out pretty perfectly. And she always makes a cameo somewhere. <laughs> oh, cute, cute, cute. Is it, is it, um, is it your child? Yes, nine, nine years old. Oh, they're adorable at that age. They grow, like my little cousins are that age and they're growing up so fast. It's unbelievable. Like they're not allowed to grow up. They have to stay little and cute forever. <laughs> well, especially that one. <laughs> the other, yeah. the other yeah. two are already yeah. hanging out the door and everything. The oldest graduate this year and then the uh, middle boy. You graduate next year, and then I'm stuck with the baby till 2028. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and enjoy it, enjoy it. I've seen my little cousins grow up, and I'm like, I miss them when they were that age. They're they're just they're they're freaking adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're it goes by so fast. <laughs> so there's no little ones in your your stable right now. Oh, I have no kids. No, no, no. I'm not sure if I want kids. Um, I, I'm kind of, I think because maybe of the acting thing, it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been incredibly maternal anyway. Yeah. I love enjoying other, you know, like other people's kids and everything like that. Um, you know, my friends ha- are having their first kids. So, but um, I've never felt, unintentionally to be a mother myself. Um, and people are always like, Oh, well, do you hate kids? And I'm like, no, I absolutely love kids. It's just, I, I don't know that maternal instinct for some reason isn't in me. And maybe it's because I don't know. I mean, one of my idols is Lucille Ball. So she didn't have her first kid until she was 40. Yeah. And, um, that was like back in the fifties before they had, you know, all this, in vitro thing, yeah. in vitro things and everything like that. And so it was unheard of back in the fifties. So I think if I do have kids, um, it probably won't be maybe until I'm a little bit older. Yeah. Um, and when you talk so, about, yeah. you talk about her being well into her forties or whatever, my mother had me when she turned 40. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's super possible. Yeah. It's definitely very possible. Um, you know, every woman's body is just so different and, um, you know, it's, it's definitely possible out there. And, you know, some people, some women in their, you know, twenties and early thirties have trouble having kids. I think every woman's body is just so different. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, my mind is like, I'm not ready for kids anyway. Like, uh, it's just such a scary thing for me personally. Um, cause I still you know want to go out and explore yeah. and travel. And there's just so much I want to do. Not that you can't do that when you do have kids. Um, 
But I just, I guess, I don't know. I've always been kind of free spirited that way and, and, you know, wanting to travel and explore the world and such. And then a lot of that stuff would lead to kids anyway. So, I mean, you you might look up and get a double combo there. You'd be out on a trip to Maui or something and get knocked up. So who knows? Oh, let's let's hope not. That that would be, uh, you know, lots of bad Lots of bad decisions, and oh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna knock on wood for you right now. So, there you go. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, you you previously spoke about um, a movie that uh, Honor Knight found you in called Clickbait. I mean, when did that come out? Was that this year? Um, it was filmed actually two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes movies will take a little bit to come out because of like editing and post-production and everything. Um, and it just came out this year um, streaming-wise. So you can stream it like on Amazon Prime and, you know, um, but it's Amazon Prime, Vudu, um, Xbox. Um, there's YouTube movies and I miss Fandango. It's like, I'm missing a fifth one, Fandango. So, um yeah, it's it's really exciting, and um, there's some cool stuff about clickbait that I'm not allowed to divulge in yet, unfortunately. But um, some pretty cool stuff is in the works for next year, so I, I don't want to get in trouble, or else I would totally be saying what is in the works. But I might get in trouble, so I can't say anything, which makes me sad. But once I do find out, then I'll be able to say stuff. So Very I'm excited. Well. <laughs> so I'm gonna hold you to that. Whenever you do have the info and you can divulge. I-, I want you back here so we can talk about it. Oh, totally. Totally. Of course. You're going to be the first person I tell. Uh, I'll email you right away or message you and be like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now I'm just scrolling through your catalog here on IMDb. You got a lot of shorts and TV series that you was on for a couple of episodes here and there or whatever. But the thing that's popping out to my eyeballs and whatnot is a, uh, the Eggos commercial here. Is that a commercial? Or what, what is that? <laughs> it was a TV commercial. It was, um, that was when I was 11. So I was really little in that. Um, yeah, that was my like first, um, SAG job. So I don't know if you're familiar, but SAG is, um, mm. the screen actors guild yeah. and it's for, um, one you, one, it's, it's like a, you know, for professional actors. So that was my first SAG job. Um, very first like official acting job I booked. And, um, I still make fun of it to this day. <laughs> I didn't even know commercials could go on IMDb. I just noticed it popped up one day and I was like, Oh, all right then. <laughs> that was a long time ago, but yeah, that was, um, I, I remember I was still in elementary school when I filmed that. And, um, I like um, remember coming back from elementary or like from the set um, after filming it. And I was just like, that was so much fun. I want to go back and, and do that again. And I was like, so sad that, you know, it was, it was like over. Cause it, it took two days to film that commercial. It was a 30 second commercial and it took two days to film that. So um, it, it, it was so much fun. And if you get a chance to watch it, it's actually um, on retrojunk.com. I stumbled upon it years back. And I was like, am I that old to where something I like a commercial I did when I was little on retrojunk.com? <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm like, am I considered retro? That's awful. But yeah, it uh, it um, I, it aired on Nickelodeon and Disney at the time. Um, 
And it was weird because uh, I all the kids in my class saw it. And most kids were, were pretty supportive, but I think maybe a kid or two got a little jealous. But that's normal at that age because at yeah. that age, you know, we're not, your brain is not completely developed. So I think, you know, if maybe another kid does something, maybe that not a lot of kids get to do, um, you know, you, you don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't say I was, you know, bullied or anything. Um, but I would say most of the kids were pretty supportive and thought it was cool. But a lot of the kids, um, not a lot of the kids, maybe like one or two kids, maybe picked on me a little bit. But I mean, I look back and I'm like, that's probably, you know, something a lot of child actors <laughs> went through in yeah. school. Because I went, I still went to regular school, you know, I, you know, but I mean, it's, there's so many child actors in, you know, Los Angeles. It, it's kind of normal, um, you know, where I live. I, I don't know what state you're in, but here in California, especially in L.A., I think everybody has kids that are in the business or were in the business. I went to junior high and high school with so many um, child actors. It, so it's it's pretty normal. Whoa, um, whoa, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on real quick. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm, I'm sorry. It, no, it's fine. Th- this is pertaining to you, the question I'm about to ask, because those who listen to this show know that I am a professional wrestling fan, and I'm scrolling through your IMDb. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> and I see uh, a credit for here for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which I'm familiar with. I haven't watched it in a while, but I know what it is. And you were a ring girl on there for nine episodes of what? Not so how well hold yes. on. Did, was this just a job for you or are you a legit wrestling fan? Um, you know, it was at first it was just a job. Mm-hmm. Um but it sounded really fun that I had to do it. Um and I'm not even joking, that was probably one of my most favorite jobs I've ever had. I have so much respect for all those wrestlers. They work their asses off for what they do. I, I have so much respect for them. They work so hard. They're so talented too. And they get beat up. Like I saw <laughs> the action close up for how banged up they get. Oh my freaking God. I am surprised that they are not in wheelchairs 24 yeah. seven. It is intense what they go through. Um, I became really good friends with all of them. They're all such great guys. And there were a lot of girls who did yeah. wrestling too. So I've, as a girl, I was like, fuck yeah, girl power. <laughs> but um, just seeing all of both the male and female wrestlers, how hard they work at their craft, I have so much, nothing but respect for them. Um, and I got to meet some, you know, big wrestlers. I was just like, I got, I got to, it, it was just incredible. I got to meet, meet uh, Jake the Snake. He was super cool. And he brought his, um, snakes that he always performs with and they're they're snakes. I have pictures of them around my neck and I was a little scared at first, but um they don't bite. So <laughs> it, it was it was pretty cool to see that up close. And then um Joey Ryan, he is um you know a, a pretty well known wrestler. Yes. Super nice guy. Um yeah, it's it's so weird that I know him because he's so well known in the wrestling industry. And to like say that I worked with him is just like, that's, that's just freaking awesome. Um, uh, who else? There was another guy. Was it, um, there was another guy, Willie Mack. I think that was his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he, um, 
got like signed to I, I and I'm so sorry if I'm screwing this up. I I'm still not super familiar with all wrestling terms, but I think he got signed to like WWE or something. He made it pretty big. Yeah. Super nice guy too. He was so humble. Um, I got to, I I was lucky enough to get to talk to him a few times and. Oh, he, he just one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. One of the nicest people you could ever meet. All the wrestlers were, were really fun to work with. Um, and if you're a diehard wrestling fan, um, and you're listening to this right now, definitely watch championship wrestling from Hollywood. They're all just mega talented and it's, yeah, it's, it, it's incredible that, um, I, I got to work with them. It's, it, yeah, there, I have nothing but good things to say about that show. It was so much fun. So much freaking fun. Word. Do you keep up with any of them currently? You know, I try to. Um, I, I miss doing the show. I, I love doing the show. So I made a lot of um, friendships on there. I, I keep uh, in touch with a lot of, like, the crew that was on that show, like, yeah. you know, on Facebook, Instagram. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, once in a while... Um, I leave a comment on one of Joey Ryan's pictures or he'll leave a comment on one of mine. Um, you know, it's, it, I unfortunately don't keep in touch with the other ring girls. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure where they're at, but they, they were super sweet. Um, you know, I, I still have pretty much almost all of the, you know, the wrestlers on Facebook and such. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a hard industry to break into. Mm. Um, you know, just like, just like acting, you know, wrestling, I imagine is, is super hard to break into. So, um, they're really inspiring at how they, you know, keep at it and they're gaining a fan base and everything like that. And championship wrestling from Hollywood has been doing really well. So yeah. I missed it. I missed going to the show. It was, oh, it was so much fun. Um, and it was free for the public to go to, to be in the audience. So, um, getting to, you know, talk to the audience and they, a lot of them brought their kids who also grew up are growing up loving wrestling. So it was fun for the kids. Um, and just, a, a great all around experience. I honestly have nothing bad to say about being on that show. It was so much fun. Um, would you, and take, it, would you take, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Would you take Joey Ryan's dick flip? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he do like something? He he did like a a dick trick or something. I forgot what it was, but this was a this was a few years back, and it was on like TMZ. Yeah, he and up. I was yeah, and I was like, I know that dude. <laughs> I like I like bragged to some of my friends. I was like, I see that guy right there on TMZ. I worked with him. <laughs> he he's awesome. He great guy, great guy. Um, super nice and. I don't think anybody has a bad thing to say about him. He, he's such a great person. Um, and just, to, but yeah, to, to hear that he did like a dick trick on camera, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's Joey Ryan. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's made it, he's um, doing pretty well in the wrestling industry. He, he's freaking awesome. No. And. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just still scrolling back and forth and everything. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Him and his, and, and I guess his dick now. Uh, him and his dick yeah. are very famous. So, yeah, he, he's making it. He, he's doing great. <laughs> that, that is his moniker, famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And um, you know, he, he, one of his like signature looks is like the lollipop and sunglasses. Yeah, he he is um, 
Yeah, he he's pretty awesome. You have to, I'll let him know. I have to tell him to listen to this. Um, maybe you could interview him for one of for one of your next shows. That would be cool. Well, you know, I'm sure he would. That would be very cool if you can make that happen. I and I, I would not object to it at all. I would I would try to reach my my hand through the computer and grab his dick so he can flip me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would love that. Like. <laughs> Like, it'll be a little brotherly love, you know, it, you know, between two men, you know, a little man on man love. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just kidding. Just, you, but. <laughs> just, just a little bit, not a lot. <laughs> just, a, just a little bit, you know, he even makes guys, you know, question their sexuality. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, he, he, yeah, he attracts both the men and the ladies. So. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be flattered to be on your show. Word. Um, I'm going through your um, your freaking profile here or whatnot. All the different characters that you played, I know a lot of them you, you were yourself on, but the, all the character roles that you had to play, which one do you think was your favorite role to play? Out of, um, ooh, that is a really good question, and that's a hard one to answer. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think every role I've played so far helped me grow as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it sounds silly, but I, for fun, if, as, as just a fun hobby, I'm really into astrology. If it's true or not, it's fine. Like, I, I just don't think it's fun. I'm a Gemini. So Gemini, they, they always say Geminis have a lot of different personalities. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So for me, I, I honestly feel in real life, I don't, have like many different personalities. I think maybe my two personalities are just the way I am now talking to you and hungry. (laughs) (laughs) But um, one of the things I love about being an actor is playing different characters and morphing into different characters that people can see me as like, and I think that satisfies, um, you know, the part, me as a Gemini, satisfies me as a Gemini playing all these different characters and different personalities and everything like that. So clickbait, um, you know, I was Emma. I was, you know, Emma's a very, like, nerdy bookworm. Um, she's kind of almost, I want to say the way I see her is maybe, like, antisocial. She's opposite from her best friend um, because the best friend is, like, you know, popular, gorgeous. And Emma is kind of, like, deep down inside jealous because Emma's everything opposite of that. She's homely. She doesn't have very many friends. She's not very popular, you know, with with the boys. And um, But then, you know, championship wrestling from Hollywood, for example, um, you know, I was a ring girl, so I had to wear, you know, lots of makeup and, you know, be a little bit like sexy in a sense. Whereas Emma was completely the opposite of that. She was homely, just nerdy. And just, yeah, a lot, a lot of the parts, I, a lot of the times though, get called in for auditions as like the quirky best friend, which I think, um, a lot of people see me as, and, and that's totally fine. Um, Emma is the best friend in clickbait. So I, I do, and a lot of, in a lot of, a lot of times get, you know, called in to read for the role of the best friend or get cast as the best friend. Um, but, you know, every character that I've done has been, you know, very in contrast with each other. So, and it satisfies the Gemini part of me. So I, um, I, I love it. And I've been acting since I was 10 years old, as you probably see on my IMDb and I, I'm never going to quit. It's just who I am. Um, 
it's just a, a part of who I am, you know. And who for, Brandy is. <laughs> and for and for anybody that hadn't seen any of your movies or whatever, would you say uh Instagram would be kind of like a peek into the window of your range and whatnot with the different weeks. Yeah, Instagram, and- Instagram, and YouTube because on YouTube I do, that's where I do like my my comedy skits and everything. Um, Instagram, I I love social media. Social media has helped my acting career in so many ways. Um, it it's helped me, you know, meet people who have the same sense of humor as I do and can appreciate, you know, my comedy skits and my crazy sense of humor. Um, and it, it kind of nice. I get messages, you know, sometimes saying that I, you know, have like a person maybe has had a bad day. Um, and my, my skits have helped them put a smile on their face. And that, that made me happy. Like that's what I aim for and that's how I know I'm doing what I was meant to do. I, I feel like I was kind of put on this world to be kind of like the jester in a sense. You know, everyone needs a jester in their life. I'm going to make them laugh. And I feel like that's me. Um, you know, I put on this urge to entertain and, and just make people laugh, whether at me or with me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, you know, I that's all I want to do is make people laugh. And I get in, I got inspired, um, you know, growing up by like mad TV. I watched mad TV, um, a lot as a kid. And that's kind of like what inspired me, um, to really go into, you know, sketch comedy. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched mad TV back in the day, but it was was hilarious. So, (laughs) and SNL and such. Yeah, from what I'm scrolling through here, it don't look like you have too many comedies under your belt that I can see anyway. Right. You know, a lot of the comedy that I do, I wrote myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I, I, I think I have my own idea of what I find funny. Yeah. Comedy is very subjective. Yeah, because comedy is very subjective. Like, you know, so, some people are going to find me hilarious and other people are not going to think I'm funny. And that's okay because I know comedy, comedy is different for everyone. It's one of the most subjective things in the world and it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Like I have had people tell me, I just don't find your skits funny and it doesn't offend me. It's okay because everyone is entitled to their own opinion and it would be very narcissist of me to think that I'm going to be funny to everyone. You can't make everyone happy, unfortunately. Um, as much as I wish I could, I, I know that I'm not going to make everyone happy. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's how I approach the comedy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone finds mad TV, you know, hilarious. There's comedy movies out there that I, that everyone found funny that I did. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's sense of humor is going to be, is going to be different, very different. Now in the topic of a uh, social media, and you did say that you enjoy using it or whatnot, but what are your, some of your, your woes, some of your drawbacks to being on and having, you know, to do your job kind of through social media and whatnot? Drawbacks, um, negativity, I, I put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's sort of my generation. I'm, you know, a millennial. So we pretty much my entire life, we've had social media in one way or another, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the internet, you know, starting with my face. <laughs> if you remember my face oh, back yeah. in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, um, caused a big controversy because at the time, 
when MySpace was popular, um, for most of that time I was underage. So there were like, you know, creepy men, you know, trying to get in my inbox. all the time. I mean, I'd block them and everything, but to get back on topic, yeah, social media has been a part of my life. Wow. For almost my entire life, it seems like, and the internet. So I want to say I'm almost used to it. Um, that being said, I think some drawbacks, um, can be, that's a good question. I would say, um, people thinking that I'm a one trick pony in a sense, maybe they think that, um, you know, that all I am is some sort of like influencer that just likes to take pictures and look nice for the camera. And I, I, I have nothing against influencers, like I, nothing at all. And I, I don't want like anyone listening to this thinking I'm dissing influencers because there's a lot of influencers that I'm a fan of. Um, and, and I, I, I think it's awesome what they do. And, um, but for me, like, I, I guess maybe I would do some influencer things, but I also want to be seen as what I started out in this business as, you know, as an actor, um, because, you know, I have a lot of respect for the craft of acting. I, I've worked really, really hard these past 20 years um, to, you know, to better my craft and to become a better actor, which is why I put a lot of my comedy skits on my social media. So, you know, um, people don't, again, like I said, so people don't think I just sit there and take pictures all day. <laughs> um, and, you know, um, take, you know, 50 pinup pictures and things like that. Like I, I want people to know, to like see that I also do an art and that I have a great, great respect for the art of acting. Um, you know, so, and, for both dramatic and com comedic acting, because it's an art. Um, it's an it's an art that's not easy to do. You know, I I studied it, and I'm still learning every single day. I I don't want to like shoot my own horn. Mm -hmm. um, I I have a lot to learn still. And these past you know 20 years that I've been in the business have been so much fun. It's been a journey, um, and I look forward to learning more and. Um, you know, it's, it's a craft in itself. Yeah. Um, but social media can sometimes, I guess, be in a drawback for, you know, maybe some people not taking me seriously. Um, so I try and watch what I post. I try and stay, I try and stay true to the core of who I am. Mm -hmm. I am a goofy, funny girl. as how I see myself very quirky. Um, but at the same time, I want people to know that I'm very serious about my craft and about my craft of acting. Mm -hmm. It's, it's something that I respect greatly. Um, you know, I read books, um, on acting itself. Like, um, I, what are some of the books I have in my book collection? Let's see. I have here, um, let me look through. I'm going to pull up my books. I have, you know, books called like auditions on camera. There's a book that I've had since I was like 14 called, um, how to not act, how to be true to, you know, get it, be, become your character. Um, you know, I studied comedy improv, you know, I studied like, what is it called? The Herald, which is, um, a 
improv structure that's very well known in the comedy improv world. Some of the comedy greats have said, you know, like Martin Short, all those people that maybe have been on SNL and, and whatnot. Um, I've, you know, I've taken acting classes like, you know, in college and regular acting classes here in L.A., um, for my auditions, I regularly study the Linden technique. Uh-huh. Um, th- that's a book that I have for every one of my auditions because it-, it helps you audition so much better and become more true to your character. And it's the, in my opinion, the best technique, um, you know, for actors to audition because auditioning is hard. It's, it's very nerve wracking. Um, you know, so I, I, I have great respect, um, you know, for the craft of acting and I, I want to honor that. So, um, is yeah, there, it's, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is there anything in you, you know, you say you've been doing this for about 20 years or whatever. Is there anything that you feel like you do very well? And is there one thing that you still kind of haven't grasped yet as far as the overall art of the thing? It's hard. Um, crying on cue Oh, <laughs> is very challenging. Um, for clickbait, my I remember um, there was one scene it, because I if if you know anything about like filming a movie or TV show, um, they they can work you legally as long as you're over the age of eighteen. They can work you legally till about four in the morning, and you'll be working and on set for maybe like sixteen to twenty hours straight. It's exhausting so um i remember there was one last thing we had to film and i i think it was like the last day or the second to last day and um it was it it was uh probably about 1 a.m in the morning i could not get into character because i was so tired um it, it requires a lot of stamina and um it, it, it was a challenge. It, it was definitely a challenge for me um, to get into character at that moment. And I think because my body was just so tired. And I think my my character at that point was supposed to be kind of like a little bit upset and just a little bit concerned. Um, and I, it, it, it was, it was, it was just, I remember panicking because I could not get into character and as an actor, that's one of the worst feelings in the world because you have a crew um, that is also very exhausted. And they do probably about 20 times work an actor does because once an actor is done, um, they get to go to bed. The crew has to stay back and clean everything up and, and everything like that. Put the cameras away and it, it's they, they work really hard. And so in my mind, I'm thinking the director and the crew probably all want to kick my ass right now because I cannot get into character. It's such an awful feeling and it makes you feel like you failed as an actor. Um, another thing that I'm noticing I have trouble with is sometimes memorizing lines. And even when I get into like the emotions, um, and this has been, I should say, when I say memorizing lines, I would say maybe paragraphs of dialogue. Some people can grasp, paragraphs of dialogue in an instant and I unfortunately have never been one of those people and I could never figure out why it's like for a lot of auditions they sometimes want to memorize some actors can memorize like seven pages in a night and I cannot do that no matter how hard I try I I just can't do it 
Um, so I always, you know, like to have the script in hand, you know, at security. So I would say those two things have been hardest. Um, and some of the things I would say that are easiest is uh, making connections. I've always been a very social person. Um, and I, a, a great deal, not all of my friends, but a great deal of my friends are in the industry. And I met them because I, um, liked their work and I wanted to work with them. And, um, they, it's just, they're the most inspiring people I, I can be around. Um, they're always super motivating. They're all talented themselves. When I'm around other people in the business, it just, it's one of the happiest feelings in the world. Um, they motivate me to become um, a better actor and they motivate me to keep working on, you know, the craft and, and everything like that. Um, so it's, it, it, when you're around people that do what you do and are passionate about the same thing that you're passionate about, mm -hmm. it's awesome. So like, for instance, maybe you're passionate about horror movies and, you know, maybe doing podcasts and things like that. So I imagine that when you're around other podcasters, it's probably one of the best feelings in the oh, world. Um, oh, you best yeah. believe it. I just left from um, New Jersey. We had a, a convention out there or whatever, and we got to do a panel with a whole bunch of different podcasters and whatnot. And I, I was like a pig in slop. I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, Oh, good for you. I'm so happy for you. That's freaking awesome. You have to go to New Jersey. Are, are you in New Jersey or what state are you from? Well, I'm from Louisiana, but I'm currently living okay. in Texas. Love it. I have family in Texas, in Houston. Hey, that's where I live. That's where you live. That's awesome. Oh, man. You guys get flood there, huh? Like pretty bad flood. Yeah. When, oh, that's when, no fun. Yeah. When it rains, it rains. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. We've got earthquakes and fires. So it's kind of like pros and cons, <laughs> yeah. um, between Texas and California, but, um, that, good for you. That's, that must've been really fun. Yeah. And that's really cool for your kids too. Like they, they get to brag about their dad. Yeah. My dad's a podcaster. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you talk about earthquakes in California and everything. I'm segue off a little bit. I was, uh, in the military. So I was out there in uh, 29 Palms doing some training and whatnot. And I was asleep. And apparently sometime while I was sleeping, they had an earthquake. And I guess I was that damn tired to where I slept through it or it just wasn't a very big one. So when I wake up after all was said and done and everything, all the um, the dresser drawers were slid open. All the cabinets was open and everything. And I thought somebody came in the room and tried to prank me or some shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, hey, before I get onto the earthquakes, I want to say thank you for your service. Um, that is awesome that you got to serve. Um, nothing but respect for you and the rest of, you know, everyone that served in the military. I have um, quite a few cousins, actually, um, that have served or are currently in the military. So thank you. Um, and um, to get to the, to the earthquakes, um, actually, it's funny because my cousins used to live in 29 Palms um, when my uncle was in the military. So I'm very familiar with that area. Um, yeah, so California is earthquake central. And we're kind of used to it. <laughs> um, the, on 4th of July, actually, this 4th of July, there was a giant earthquake. And then the day after, there was also a giant earthquake. So we're just like, 
I guess we were overdue for earthquakes. But little earthquakes happen in California every single day. We probably don't feel most of them, but I, I we're we're kind of over like a big what I think it's a San Andreas fault. Yeah. Um it's like all across our state and they say in thousands and thousands of years, this is interesting. Um I took a geography class when I was um going for my um BA. I had to, you know, as part of like a general ed, I had to take a geography class. And one of the most interesting classes I've taken, they um my geography professor told me that in thousands of years um, the coast, like San Francisco is going to break off the coast of California yeah. and it's going to drift off to where Alaska is. And I'm like, that's crazy to think about. We'll be, we'll be dead yeah. by then. <laughs> yeah, rotten, we'll be rotten corpses by then. But, um, yeah, just thinking about, I, I geek out on that sort of stuff. So, um, if, if you've ever heard of like, um, like Pangea when all the continents were stuck together. Yes. That, that just tripped me out. Like, I, I just think that's so fascinating. Um, and then we all drifted apart. And then, um, I forget, I, I see it, we're still changing. The, the continents, you know, are still shifting and mm-hmm. going and, and, you know, moving. So millions and millions of years from now, this earth is going to look very different. <laughs> and San Francisco will be where Alaska is. So, Bye bye to San Francisco, I guess. <laughs> Where the hell are Alaska um, gonna go? Is Alaska gonna stay put? <laughs> Is they getting the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I just had a friend that just moved to Alaska. She's a good friend of mine. Um very different, I imagine, from California. Yeah. Um right. probably super cold up there. <laughs> um now, see, but, you, but yeah. you bring up Alaska or whatever, and, I, I, <laughs> and you are, I already got you on the hook for a favor with Joey Ryan or whatnot, but I need another favor. This is just a, yeah. this is just a personal thing for me. Um, you, you know, doing podcasts and everything, you can read the uh, freaking statistics and everything, where your podcasts are listened to and all of that and whatnot. Alaska has eluded me for a while, and I was just seeing if you can call your friend maybe. <laughs> And have a download the podcast <laughs> so I can have at least one in Alaska. <laughs> yes. Okay. So my friend's name is Allison. Hi, Allison. I'm gonna send her this when when you put up the, the the podcast, and she'll listen to it, and then you'll have um a listener from Alaska, and it'll just yeah. You'll is that the only state that you haven't had a listener from? Well, uh, according to the uh, matrix that I uh, I have or whatever, it says Alaska. Uh, Wyoming and New Mexico. Ah, uh, no! Why? What's going on, in New Mexico and Wyoming and Alaska? But well, the thing about Wyoming and Alaska, though, I wouldn't feel too bad because don't they have like the lowest human population? Yeah, or some of the lowest human populations out of all the fifty states. Yeah, I believe. I so. think so. Like Wyoming here right now. No, see that sucked. All right, I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> 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 it's like, does anybody really live in Wyoming? I mean, when I think of Wyoming, I think of like, gosh, like deer, <laughs> deer and, and moose and all those, all those creatures. <laughs> um, there, and then Alaska, yeah, they only, they don't have a huge human, popula- human population at all. Yeah. I think it's only like, it's less than a million. I know that. Word. I would imagine it's not much to do up there <laughs> pretty, pretty much unless you're making snow cones and stuff that's probably plentiful there well they have a big uh tourism industry yeah. um because I'm, I'm all oh go ahead yeah you know, i think they've got a lot of good hunting up there from what i understand 
Yeah, yeah, and a lot of cruises. I, because um, I'm also a travel agent in between acting jobs. Word. So, um, yeah, yeah. And so uh, people are always booking trips to Alaska, always. And it, it's probably one of the worldwide, m- worldwide most popular destinations. Believe it or not, people love Alaska. My own dad just went to Alaska. And he said it's beautiful. And, um, yeah, he, he showed me pictures, and I, I was blown away. I was like, this is gorgeous. You know, it's, it's a lot of nature and um, lots of trees. And, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it, it looks pretty neat. Oh, no, um, it it kind of creeped me yeah. out after I've seen 30 Days a Night. <laughs> that creeps me out, too. So, see, I wouldn't want to live in Alaska. <laughs> um it just seems, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit too slow for me. Um, yeah, and I, I think because, and especially being a born and bred California girl, I I think if I if I moved to Alaska, I think I would get so bored out of my mind. I'd be like, what is there to do? <laughs> um, yeah, I heard there's like a big mess problem up there and i'm like well because there's probably nothing to do there's nothing to freaking do up there yeah, but, but make meth <laughs> yeah but smoke meth and do drugs and and yeah just pop the pipe and yeah <laughs> to kind of backtrack a little bit we talk about um being around your peers and learning from each other and whatnot and you know just kind of learning from your environment you were on the iconic television show general hospital for one episode or whatever what was that whole experience like that was surreal um general hospital has been around years before i was even born and so many people famous actors were on general hospital um like john samuel from full house and um richard simmons and just lots of, lots of, lots of people. So I was just on for one episode um, and I had a really small part as a stenographer and I've actually never seen the episode to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, but it, it, it was really neat. And um, I've actually taken a few workshops with the casting director of General Hospital. His name is uh, Mark Teschner. Great guy. Um, very inspiring and um, very just, I, I've learned so much from him about the auditioning process, you know, um, what casting directors look for in actors and it, 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 going to those workshops are, are very inspiring. So, um, you know, just getting to like Stephen say I was on that show, it's an honor. So, um, I have a lot of actor friends that have been on, on that show too. Cause the, um, Mark Cheshire, he he's very you know very accessible to actors and always willing to you know give great advice and he's just a very inspiring person that I love listening to his advice and it's nice to hear um, the perspective of a casting director and get you know read a scene for him tell um, you know getting to hear from him what he likes about your performance and what you can work on mm-hmm. and as an actor no matter how famous you are, there's always something that you can do to improve your acting. I am, I'm going to be honest right now. I am not a perfect actor. Like there are times when I flub, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, pretend that I'm a know it all because I'm not. Um, I'm very, I, I try and be very humble about this. There are times where I come out of, uh, or, you know, do an audition and I'm like, 
that was not my best. Um, I really sucked and, um, I could have done better. Um, it, it, we're, we're always kind of beating ourselves up. So I, I try and, you know, celebrate the successes that I've had, of course. Um, but I know that I can always improve as well. So, but general hospital to get back to, um, your original question, I sort of veered off topic. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it was very, very neat. Um, Big studio. Um, it's filmed, um, you know, in the heart of LA, uh, Silver Lake. And yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. Um, everyone was really nice. It's soap operas are very different. Um, very. because, yes, very different. Um, and especially filming on soap operas, it's very fast. Um, you know, so the leads there, if you're a lead on a soap opera, there's a lot of pressure on you because it's, it, it's almost, it's kind of not like other acting jobs. Like if you're filming like another type of TV show or a movie, they they go really, really fast. Very, very fast. It's very fast paced. Um, so if you're a lead, you can maybe, you have room maybe to fuck up your line maybe once or twice at best. There is no room to do 30, 30 takes of your scene. So you, you have to be extremely prepared. Um, you know, so it's not like a movie or another TV show or anything else where you can just, you know, um, you know, sometimes flub and say, oh, can we do that take again? And, you know, yeah. you, you you have to be extremely prepared. And I, again, I have so much respect for the lead actors because they... They have, a, they have a lot to memorize, too. Yeah, cause, cause don't <laughs> so, they, um, they don't, don't they yeah. film those shows week to week? They do. Yeah. yeah. They film those shows week to week. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it, it's tiring. And um, they, they kind of have like hours that are like nine, kind of almost like eight to five, nine to five. Um, kind of like normal work hours. It's as if you were in a normal office job. It's, it's yeah. kind of like that. So um, I, I was, shocked at how fast paced it was it, it goes by fast and the director because you're under such a time constraint the director does not take shit they <laughs> they yeah they are strict they they do not fuck around they are not there to fuck around they're there to do a job and that job is to get the soap opera episode filmed so um and the actors are there to do a job and when they say quiet on set, you better fucking be quiet on set <laughs> because they, oh, they will escort you out off set if, if you misbehave. They will, they have security. They will escort you off set. You cannot fuck around there. I remember actually, um, getting back to that when I was doing the Egos commercial as, um, as a kid, <laughs> I got in trouble a few times for fooling around, but I mean, I was a kid, so that's yeah. just what kids do. They, they fool around, they get bored and they get antsy. Um, you know, I, I wanted to play and I, when you're, when you're a kid, when you're a child actor, they can only work you so many hours because if they work you over a certain amount of hours, it's against the law. So, um, you know, I get a tutor on set and everything, but I got in trouble twice <laughs> during the filming of that commercial. Um, first was my dad, he yelled at me. He told me to, um, stop fooling around and pay attention. And he's like, you, you know, the director's very serious. You, you can't fool around. You better pay attention. You're the one that wants to do this. You gotta, you know, um, bite the bullet and, um, 
not fool around. You know, you can't, you can't fool around here. This is, this is work time. You know, this is business. Time, this God is damn it. work. Yeah, this is work. <laughs> you, yeah, no, no, no room to fuck around. And then, um, I, during like in between takes, there was a little table where they had the, the eggle box. And, um, I was curious, so I touched it. And then this crew guy came up to me and started yelling at me like crazy. He's like, you do not touch the angle box. You, that is off limits. You, um, how could you do this? Blah, blah, blah. I, I remember I was scared. This is a grown man yeah. yelling at, at a little girl here. So I, I wanted to cry so bad. And, um, but I knew I couldn't cry. You know, see, because see, I, I didn't want to that, that ruin the, everything. See, that was the point. That right there. Yeah. That exact yeah. moment. That exact <laughs> moment what made you mess up, and it could never get you to cry on cue whenever you needed to because of that exactly. moment. Exactly. Right <laughs> he scarred me for life. He scarred me for life. He ruined my chat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I, I just remember, I look back and I'm thinking, how could a grown man like that yell at a child like that? Like, yeah. what was his deal? What was he going through to yell at a child like that? I would never yell at a child like that. Even when you're disciplining a child, mm-hmm. you, you're you not their, their parent. You do not yell at a child like that. Um, and I told my mom this years later. And she was upset to hear that. She's like, you should have told me at that time because I would have complained to the director and the producer. And who knows, maybe got him in trouble or fired. And yeah, I just remember him yelling at me. He's like, you do not touch that. You need to go over there and you do not touch that. You, it, it's off women. No. You know how what you could do to this production? I just remember him yelling at me like crazy. You know what so. would have made And that, I, I wanted to cry. You know, in hindsight, would have made that even better. I mean, well, not better, well, not better, but like if he, instead of, you know, like fussing at you the way he did, if he was like Lego to Ego. Yeah. Boom. There it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Lego my Ego. I, I, I wish I could track down who he was and be like, punch him in the dick. I'll Lego your Ego, bitch. I'm going to punch you in the dick for yelling at me as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult now. You ain't gonna fuck with me now. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. just... uh, I, I don't know. Maybe he was on a, a weird power trip or something. Some people, adults, get weird power trips over kids. I don't know. Maybe his girlfriend broke up with him at that time or something. I don't know. You know, just, I mean, it's not. It's not my fault. You know what you should do. <laughs> what you should do, because I, you know, I'm about to um, move on to something else. Because as actors, from what I what I observed, and you know, I have had a couple on the show. Um, they seem to break out of that box. I mean, you know how you was talking about earlier, not being just a one trick pony or whatever. Acting isn't your only bag because I see you have a writer and producer credit here as well. So I know you dabble. Yeah. So what I would recommend to you, you know, to get it off your mind, get off your stress, maybe to get you that uh, that cry bug thing that you need. You know, maybe you can cry on cue after you get all this out your system. Write a short story about you kidnapping that ego guy and feeding him egos against his will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be like, eat that ego, bitch. Yeah, just eat it right now. Yeah, you you better eat that fucking ego. That's right until he gets like fat and six hundred pounds. <laughs> or, you, or you do some, or you do the like the double psychology thing, or whatever. You just tie him up and you only let him have one hand free, so he can eat the ego. But every time you reach for the ego, you smack his hand. You be like, you don't touch that ego. You mess it up everything, <laughs> <laughs> just like how you did the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it, he, he was such an asshole. <laughs> Thinking back, I'm like, what a fucking asshole. You don't yell at children like that. Mm. Like, come on. Like, it, it, it was just uncalled for. But 
at that time I was, I was a kid and I couldn't stand up for myself. So, and now, now that I'm talking about it, I'm getting really pissed off now. Hell yeah, let's go fuck <laughs> somebody up. someone like that. <laughs> you gonna be walking around the uh, grocery store and shit, just kicking Eggo boxes down the aisle and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, I'm pissed off now. I'm gonna go smash a box of Eggos. You know, I didn't even get free Eggos. Like, I, 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 no royalty for, for any free Eggos. I still have to buy them. I'll never forgive the Echo Company. Did, uh, who owes them? Owes them like a owns them? Is it Kellogg's? I think it's Kellogg's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be like, where are my Echo royalties? See, yeah, and that could that could have been even more nowadays because of Stranger Things and her eleven in the Echoes or whatnot. You could have been ranking in all kind of cash from royalties and shit. I know. <laughs> I know. Damn it! It's not fair. I'm gonna go cry now. I'm gonna go on cry into my pillow. <laughs> Because every time I see that ego, I think of, of like commercial, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I was like her age when I did that ego's commercial, or maybe even a little bit younger, actually. Yeah, time flies. I'm old now. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what I was uh, alluding to earlier about the, the writer and producer uh, credit and whatnot, you had a hand in a series called Creeper, correct? Yes, actually, that is um, a series that I completely came up with on my own, um, and it, it, it's doing really well so far. Um, what I do is um, I, I wrote it, and it's an idea I had in my mind for a long time, because I love that people are creating, and especially now more than ever with the internet, people can create TV shows easier than ever. So a lot of actors are doing that. I don't know if you've maybe heard of a bunch of famous digital series out there, but like Video Game High School, um, Lonely Girl 15, I was really inspired by those. So um, what Creeper is, I play um, just a very creepy, um, psychotic, but definitely mentally off college girl um, named Crimson. And she's a, a major in video game design at, mm-hmm. you know, in college. She's very creepy. She's crusty. Um, she, she's mentally unaware, socially awkward. Um, probably got, you know, bullied her whole, bullied her whole life, has no friends, just a very social outcast. Um, she, she's evil. There's going to be things that come out later that you're going to be like, wow, this, this girl's psycho and evil. She's a stalker. Um, She's um, selfish. She's narcissist. Um, Man, you kind of narrowing it down to some things or whatever. Is this somebody you know, or you trying to tell us? You know, you know. um, (laughs) It's actually very funny. I pretty much ninety percent of this idea for this series was inspired by um, this vlogger that I found on this crazy guy on YouTube. and he's not acting though. He's for real. He makes videos um, on, he, he's about maybe 45 and he makes videos on um, how he deserves a girlfriend. And he, you could tell he's mentally off there. He's, Word. he's not, yeah, he's not all there. Like he's definitely a few French fries short of a happy meal. Uh, he's very scary too. Um, he, he like goes on like rants and like talks to himself and um he got 
he, like, has stalked women before. He makes Mm -hmm. videos on, like, himself, like, saying, hey, you know, date me. Why don't you, why won't you date me? I'm a great guy. You go, just, I'll, I'll send you his uh, videos. Because he's disturbing. And I think he's going to have a. It kind of reminds me of the the bagel guy that we've just been recently seeing. The one that was um, in that store got tackled by the guy. Talking about um, the little short dude. You never seen that video? I'm going to have to send you a video now. You going to send me videos? You going to send each other videos? <laughs> yeah, you got to send me that. No, I haven't heard of that. But, and it, there, there's something mentally off about him because I, I think he got arrested for like hitting on a 16 year old and he's like 45. So yeah, it's creepy. And I'll, I'll send you stuff. I don't want to say, say his name on the pod on your podcast because yeah. I don't want him hunting me down. I I'm legitimately kind of scared of this guy. I <laughs> I've never met him in real life, but he's just so scary that I, I can't even believe he's not in uh, like a, a mental hospital right now. He He's off. And so I tried to, I got inspired by him, unfortunately, as an artist and was like, you know, I can make a show about this. So I filmed the show um, with my camera phone to make it seem authentic and real, to make it seem like I'm, you know, my character is real to, you know, have people connect with it more. Um, and it's gotten 50,000 views so far. So I, and people believed me for a moment. Uh, they, they, I had to tell them, no, I'm, this is fake. <laughs> and, um, yeah, she, I, I want people to be scared of this character. I've always wanted to play a psychotic character where, um, it creeps people out. So hopefully I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to, to creep people out. I want this character to make people feel uncomfortable. I want this character to be cringe, <laughs> very cringy. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's been fun so far. I've written it. I can do whatever I want with it. And, um, yeah, she, she, I want her to be creepy and leave people feeling very uncomfortable. Um, cause there have been performances that I've seen in movies and TV shows where, um, I was just blown away by their performance. Um, like I saw Kevin Stacey, who actually did turn out to be a creep, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was a shame because I always really respected him as an actor. Um, it's a shame that he's such a creep. But anyways, I was blown away by his performance in American Beauty because he, his character was in love with a teenage girl. uh, And I guess the apple from the farm from the tree turned out he was a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, it, it. I was blown. But before all this stuff came out, I was blown away by Kevin Spacey's performance, um, and I found it fascinating. I was like, "God, how can an actor, um, you know, just give a mind blowing performance like that?" And it, it it's been like that for me with a lot of actors in in movies that I've seen. So countless movies that I've seen who played evil, unlikable characters, and that is one thing that I haven't really done yet was play an evil, just super just straight up evil and unlikable character. So I get the chance to do that in the series Creeper that I'm writing in, in Sargon. So um, hopefully um, I can creep a lot of people out. Yeah, you, you're creeping me out right now just talking about it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> kind of circle back around. And everything we was, you was talking about general hospital and the way they film things and whatnot. And you 
did say that soap operas are different from any other medium that we see on television, which I agree to because as long as I can remember, even up until this day, my mother has watched soap operas. She's recorded them. She would watch. Well, when she did work, when she was able to work, she would go to work and they would record throughout the whole day. She'd get off and then she would watch them in the evening, rewind the tape, set the recorder again, go to work, record them all that day, you know, and the cycle repeats. And till to this day, you know, she still watches soap operas and whatever. And General Hospital was one of the ones that I can remember her watching and freaking um, Days of Our Lives and all that shit, which made, yep. <laughs> which made me grow to hate soap operas or whatever, because I knew if she was watching them, because, the, you know, this was way back when she was watching soap operas, I couldn't use the fucking TV. Or if she was recording, <laughs> if she was recording soap operas, I couldn't watch none of my VHS tapes. So I, I that's how I grew resentment toward the shit. <laughs> you know, you're like, Mom, turn that shit off. <laughs> it's been getting me depressed. Or it's so much drama. Have you ever watched a Spanish soap opera? Oh, Telemundo. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I haven't, I haven't. It is. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while, <laughs> but like, um, since being here in Houston, which is like Hispanic capital of the world now, it's just like, and then I deal with it every day. So I got to try to learn a little bit so I can kind of help the, you know, the processing portion of it to get them in, get them to where they need to go and to, you know, so they can handle their business. So I'm trying to learn it. You know, I'm using the Duolingo app, Google Translate, and I find myself watching some of these shows now. I haven't watched Telemundo. And you know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm catching words here and there, and I was like, oh, no, I feel like Neo. I'm un- I'm unciphering the code and shit, and I was like, oh, it's, it's coming clear, but it's, it's weird. Cause, like, I love yeah, it, is. it is. I love watching the Spanish actresses. They, they hit everybody. They hit their <laughs> boyfriends. They hit their kids. They hit their mom, and they're just like, wham! It, it's so funny. It is hilarious. And it's like, it, it's probably supposed to be sad and dramatic, but I just mm-hmm. laugh. And then they're just like, how could you? They just start talking. It's so dramatic. And it is the most hilarious shit I, I've ever watched. Same with Korean soap operas. If you've ever watched Korean soap oh. operas, um, oh my God, it's, it, it's the same. It's a little bit different in a sense. Um, yeah, because it's Korean. You know, it, <laughs> yeah, it's Korean. It, it, it's a different culture, but they're still just as you know, as passionate as, as, um, the Hispanic soap operas are. It's very funny. Um, it's, it's soap operas in general are hilarious. I went to England, um, last year, best experience of my life. And their big soap opera over there is EastEnders mm-hmm. and super dramatic, super dramatic. You can tell everything out is filmed in London because a it's foggy and just like all the like Victorian looking buildings and see their awesome accents and every, but they're so nice. Like they're so polite in their, in their British accents. They're like, anyway, you sound right now. Oh, okay. Well, fuck you then. Fuck (laughs) off. And when they say fuck off, it's in the most polite, it it still sounds like they're very sweet and polite. It's hilarious. Um, But yeah, EastEnders is their big soap opera over there in, in the UK. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny to see all like the different um, areas in the world. But novellas, I, I think they take the cake for the most dramatic. Mm-hmm. That shit is intense. <laughs> yeah. Like um, like we was talking about the language and everything for me is like uh, what I find, you know, I get a giggle out of is some words that aren't tra- uh, translatable. 
So it would just be like uh-huh. Spanish, 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 Walmart, Spanish, 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 Spanish. Uh, you know, just w- odd words will just pop up out of nowhere because there's no translation for that word. You know, it's just like it, it just tickles right. shit out of me. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My um, I, my because I'm Hispanic myself, so my agents have told me you should try out for you know the Latin market. And, you know, audition for commercials. They're like, but I don't know Spanish. So, Aww. you know, I, I could never be in, like, soap operas with those dramatic um, slaps, which is a shame because I, I would slap someone on a Spanish soap opera. Do you know how funny that would be? Yes. Do you know how hilarious that would be? Um, just to say I got to slap someone on a Spanish soap opera. Yeah, no, Spanish is hard. I, I gave up um, after, like, one class. I'm like, fuck this shit. I, I can't. It's the verb. <laughs> I can't do it. All four of my grandparents um, spoke Spanish, though, fluently. Um, My one grandma, who is still alive, is fully bilingual. She can speak both English and Spanish like the back of her hand. She grew up speaking Spanish, so um, I I had to ask her for help with my Spanish homework. It's tough, and I gave up. And so I told my former agent, yeah, so about that Spanish, yeah, <laughs> when it comes to the verb, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's too hard. Yeah. The, <laughs> it's hard learning a different language. It really it, is. It, it is. I mean, it's a lot of time you got to put into it. But what I've noticed for where I work it is like I can I don't get all the words sometimes, but just the in their mannerisms and their body language, I can kind of tell what they trying to do. So I'm like. And I'll throw a word out there. Yeah. Like, they'll be like, see. And I'll be like, yes, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Yes. Yeah, well, I know all the bad words. I, I know a lot, a lot of Spanish bad words. I think everybody does. <laughs> um, yeah. The Spanish bad words are hilarious. Oh, my God. Like, and they're so fun to say. Like, there was this show. It was like, they called it like Mexican Jerry Springer. And it was hilarious it, it, I, I forgot his name it was his name was like jose Luis or something and like i would just watch it for the lols it was so hilarious and they would just it, it was jerry springer but just all in spanish and <laughs> there is this um one episode of this one guy who um was just in the audience randomly and um he was caucasian and he just just raised his hand and pointed at one of the guys on stage and he was just like, that guy's a puto. <laughs> and then he just ran on stage and just started beating up the guy out of nowhere. And I am like, wait, what just happened? And it was hilarious. I wish I could find it on YouTube because it was just so damn funny. I don't understand like a lot of what's going on. I, I it, it, like when I watched, I had to watch it with English subtitles, but that was classic entertainment right there. And Jerry Springer itself was really funny too. That that was hilarious. I watched it as a kid yeah. behind like behind my grandma's back. <laughs> um, the one thing that I was trying to get to because we kind of rabbit hole this whole thing uh, about the soap operas. It was it's the only show you know the it's the only medium that I've ever seen in my life. You know, could I remember this? You know, going back because my mom watched it when I was a kid that would have substitute actors. They'd be like, playing the role of Jim Bob. Yes. Is, I was like, what? They they do that? They have subs to take <laughs> day off yep, and shit? Yep, 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 yep. They, um, that's pretty common in soap operas. One day, you'll just be the same character, but it's a different actor. And they're like, whoa, they, they look so different. New plastic surgery? Did they get, like, 
uh, a face implant? Why do they look so different? Or like, if it's a kid, sometimes like it'll be the character will be a kid, and then the next episode, the kid is like all of a sudden twenty five. It's so funny. Yeah, and they're like, what just happened? <laughs> They, they 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 grew up so much in like a month. They grew so fast. <laughs> yeah, soap operas are, are funny that way. And then there's some people that'll be on soap operas for years. Yeah. Um, what is her name? Um, I think her name is, is it Susan Lucci or something Lucci, something like that. She's a she's a famous soap opera actress. I forget what soap opera she's on, but she's been on her soap opera since she was about 19 years old, and she's like in her 60s now. Yeah. So that has been bread and butter for like the past 40 years i mean at so, that, yeah some people yeah at that point that is her life <laughs> it is her life yeah so she basically grew up on the show since she was 19 i think her name is susan lucy i know her last name is lucy and she's pretty famous in the soap opera world i, I forget what soap opera she's on um i don't think it's general hospital i think it might be days of our lives yeah or young and the restless i think young and the restless yeah um I knew a few actors from Young and the Restless, and um, I had a, I, I know somebody else that was on some episodes of, of Guiding Light. That's no longer on the air. They oh, no, no. quit that show. Yeah, that's not, and so, yeah, that those were all the big soap operas. What other shows do you think could, like, you think it would be funny or would benefit from having substitute actors? That's a good question. <laughs> from... You mean like sort of like um, replace their actors like with a new actor? Yeah, just like how the soap operas do. Like if somebody's sick or something, you know, here playing the role of, uh, oh, ooh, I know what that would work on. That would be funny as fuck. Uh, wrestling. <laughs> wrestling <laughs> yeah, could like, work. Yeah, wrestling could work. Yeah, it'd be like play, playing <laughs> the, play, you'd be like playing the role of Joey Ryan. It'd be like some six foot five <laughs> tall black guy or whatever. <laughs> that would be funny. It's like, whoa, did Joey Ryan got a nice tan he looks good <laughs> or or joey ryan he did he take some growth hormones he's <laughs> he's like a giant six foot five there was actually one wrestler named othello who was literally about six foot eight. Oh yeah um I, I, nicest, I, yeah, yeah nicest guy in the world but i wouldn't want to get on his bad side because he could just step on you and you'd be dead <laughs> <laughs> we'll see let's see what else i'm trying to think of something else uh, I, well, they kind of did it in a way on um, Thor Ragnarok. You ever seen that movie? What was the movie? Thor Ragnarok. Oh, Thor. Yeah. yeah. Don't they have another Thor movie coming out with Natalie Portman? Yeah, Love and Thunder. Yeah, Love and Thunder. I think they're filming it right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I, it, she, so she's playing a female Thor then, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I heard about that. Yeah. But like, yeah. They, yeah. But like on Ragnarok, they had, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, freaking, not Matt Damon, the other one. <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, the Australian guy? No. Uh, what's his goddamn name? It's Ben Affleck, homeboy from Goodwill Hunt. Oh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. No, it's his friend, the other one. Not Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, Batman. Goddamn. What's the motherfucker? Jason Bourne. Oh. What's his goddamn Jason Bourne. Yeah. What's his goddamn name? I can't remember. You know, I don't watch much of those comic book movies, so I know. Let me name off some of the actors I know that are in like comic book movies. Isn't Ryan Reynolds? No. Um, no, not Matt him. Matt Motherfucking Damon. There it is. <laughs> Matt Damon. 
Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I know you've seen Team America. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, but Matt Damon played uh, Loki. In a, he played one of the main characters in, in that movie. He was doing like a pl- stage play rendition of him. And I was like, that would be a good way to sub like the main characters with just other well-known celebrities and shit. I say well-known and right. I don't even remember the motherfucking name. So... <laughs> Right, Matt Damon. I can't say Matt Damon's name anymore without saying it like that. You have to say it like that. Matt Damon. <laughs> that a crazy movie, man. I, that was the first time in my life I seen puppets poop on each other. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> that reminds me. Have you ever seen Scary Movie Two? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh my god, that movie came. Well, that movie came out when I was still really little. But, like, me and my cousins watched it anyway because we didn't give a fuck. And <laughs> the one scene where that woman is like, I'm a shit on your wall. Yeah, I'm a shit on your face. I'm a shit on your face or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me laugh to this day. I, that scene will never stop being funny. I will replay it. Like, if I could, I would replay it every day because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I just laughed just thinking about it. What did you say? It's like, I'm a shit on your wall. Yeah. I'm a puke on your, or something. I forget, but it, oh my yeah, God. He was like, yeah. So talk, funny. He was like, talk dirty to me. And he's like, whoa, whoa, not that dirty. <laughs> not that dirty. That's a little too dirty for me. That's a, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. All those scary movie movies are, are so freaking hilarious. I, they need to make more. Uh, they, didn't the last one have like Charlie Sheen in it? Yeah, I think like the last three of them because what it was five of them in total. So Scary Movie One, Scary Movie Two was all the Waynes, and then I think they sold the um, property off, and they did three, four, and five from with with another right. company because that those had like Leslie Nielsen in them, Carmen Electra, goddamn Shaquille O'Neal, and all kind of other crazy motherfuckers. They had Lindsay Lohan in Scary Movie Five. She made a cameo. Yeah. I was like, Lindsay! <laughs> um, yeah, just all those all those scary movie movies are so freaking funny. I laughed so hard at all of them. I haven't seen Scary Movie 5, though, but I did see the Lindsay Lohan cameo in Scary Movie 5. I was like, Lindsay! <laughs> um, no. Yeah, yeah. there's another... Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you good. You good. Go ahead. Yeah, um, there is another movie that my cousin was watching once. It, was a, it, it wasn't the scary movie franchise, but um, it, it was a, it was a par- I don't remember what it's called. It was like a parody of "I Know What You Did Last Summer." Oh, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was like and, it had another long title like that too. It's like I know what you did. Last yeah, summer. You just- I, the only thing I remember is that the character, the main characters, go to a high school called Bulimia Falls High School. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at that, but that's really fucking funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't get offended easily. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, yeah. but I laugh at everything. <laughs> now, um, if you was to write a script, you know, if you was to write a movie or whatnot, and you had to cast one lead male, one lead female, Depending on, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm going to throw a genre out there so I can get your mind working because I'm being very vague right now. Let's see. I mean, you, you talk about horror stuff. You're doing creep and all that. Let's let's do a comedy. So you're writing a comedy. Okay. You, you got carte blanche to pull in anybody to be main male, main female, whatever. Who are the two actors that you pick? I say actors because I think this can fit female, fe- female and male as well. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, 
that is hard. There's so many good comedic actors out there. It's so hard to choose. Okay, so one of my favorite comedic actors of all time is Andy Kaufman. I, oh, he's yeah. one of my biggest inspirations for my own comedy, honestly. Um, and he did some shit with wrestling. <laughs> he did. He did what? I'm sorry. He did some stuff with wrestling too. He did. He was the he was the uh, woman's uh, wrestling champion. Yep. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, he he's, he's uh yeah he he went down in wrestling history. Um, I watched a, a lot of his stuff on YouTube, and I, I think like he's a genius with what he did for as short of a time as he was with us. He is probably, in my opinion, one of the best comedians of all time. He is so funny, um, very ahead of his time, um, and, and just brilliant. Um, I'm never not laughing when I'm watching his stuff. He is the ultimate. He he was trolling before trolling was a thing. Exactly. And yeah, he he's a genius. Um, one. So I would love to cast him. I would also love to cast Richard Cryer, one of my other wow. great comedic um, inspirations, because he did not give a fuck. No, he and didn't. I love that about him. <laughs> and. Um, he he is so funny. I've watched some of his stand up and I have a great respect for stand up comedians. That's really tough to do. Um he is just so funny. He did not care. And you he just he had a lot of charisma on the stage and he was not afraid to go to um to, you know, shake the envelope. He, he was not afraid to bring up controversial, controversial topics and find the humor in it and make fun of it. And that's kind of like what a lot of comedy is. We kind of make sometimes people uncomfortable with the things that we make fun of. Um, you know, some things I will stay away from, but I, I like to open people's minds and be like, oh, shit, did, did Brandy just really go there? Uh, and that's what Richard Cryer did. He he went there, and um, he did not care. And um, I, I think he was also a comedic genius. He, um, I could see why he made it big. He 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 was very, very, very funny. And um, I I love watching his stuff late at night. He he's a genius, absolute genius. Word. So we got um. Your male lead or one of two, two of one. Uh, what about female yeah. lead? Right, female lead, I already f- kind of figure where you're gonna go with that one, but you, you know, prove me wrong. Female lead, um, you know, and probably there's so many funny, there were a lot with female leads. A lot of my favorite female comedians are on Saturday Night Live or Mad TV. Um, Lucille Ball is hilarious. She didn't have to try hard. She was just she just would walk in the room and she was funny. Um, Carol Burnett, she is hilarious and adorable. Um, Lisa Lampanelli, if you've heard of her, she is hilarious. Um, she's a stand up comic, not afraid to go there. Um, she's basically um, a female Richard Pryor. She just says what's on her mind. She does not give a fuck. Um, she I. I I did watch her com- comic specials. I love her persona. I, I, I think she's a, like one of the best female comedians out there of today, in my opinion. 
one of the absolute best female comedians. And she's paving the way for, you know, all female comedians like myself. Even though I don't do stand-up comedy, I'm more of a sketch comedian. She is, she's helping pave the way for female comedians and putting a name out there for us. Um, she is fucking hilarious. And if I ever met her, I think I would cry because I love her that much. She is so funny. Um, if you ever get a chance, watch one of her, her um, specials. It, it's hilarious. She is freaking funny. And um, very clever, too. She's been on a lot of, like, the roasts. Um, I think she was on, like, I forgot which. I, yeah, she's pretty much on all of the roasts of, like, everyone of today. I think she was on the Justin Bieber roast, I think. <laughs> and then she was on the Charlie Sheen. I think she was on the Charlie Sheen roast. She, she was in a lot of those roasts. And she just steals the stage. She's hilarious. And I think you have to just, you know, be born with that talent. Yeah. Um, she's super talented. Yeah. She's, she's freaking funny. And, um, I would love to meet her. <laughs> I, I would let her autograph like my left butt cheek. I love her that much. <laughs> well, be like, please autograph my colon or something. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, she got two names and you got two butt cheeks. So, I mean, you can do one, you can even it out. You just don't have to be all on one side. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to tattoo. How about this? I'll tattoo your first name on my left butt cheek and then your last name on my right butt cheek. And it'll, it'll be Lisa Lampanelli forever. It'll always be on my ass. So when I say people can kiss my ass, they can kiss, Le- they can kiss Lisa Lampanelli's ass too. Yeah, like, <laughs> when I tell people to well, fuck you, off. Yeah, you can tell them to kiss my Lisa Lampanelli. You, there you go. <laughs> kiss my motherfucking Lisa Lampanelli ass. <laughs> oh man and then i'll get her face tattooed on my ass too oh. <laughs> i uh she, she's well, funny no, I, see, see no this is what you do all right I, i'm 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 mapping out your body for you i'm i'm i'm, I'm your gps you you get a, a portrait of a face um on the lower back the tramp stamp area then you get the name okay yeah it should be my tramp stamp mm-hmm. yeah that, that'll be the tramp stamp and the name will be on the cheeks you know right up under the, yes. there you go boom there you go portrait <laughs> That is amazing. That is amazing. Oh my God. You're a genius. Thank you, you need your own comedy show. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Lee, Lee, yeah. Lisa Lampanelli tramped out. Now that is fucking badass. Can you imagine waking up every morning and just saying, I have Lisa Lampanelli, Lisa Lampanelli's face as a tramp stamp. <laughs> Not everyone can say that. Yeah. And, but, you can be yeah. the first and only. There you go. Even yeah, Lisa Lampanelli like, doesn't have that. <laughs> and then, and then, like in every picture Lisa Lampanelli is in, I could be like her sidekick, where I moon the camera yeah, exactly. in every picture she's in. See, and yeah, it's her face right there. It's like it's like product placement. It's genius. See, we we making moves, making million dollar moves right here. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, that. Oh my god, we're we're gonna get rich off this idea. Oh. <laughs> we could be like. Lisa Lampanelli PR mm. and just be like, yeah, we'll advertise Lisa Lampanelli. We'll moon the camera at every event she's at. And yeah, you'll give her great publicity. <laughs> we'll make her, uh, we'll give her great publicity and make her a staff. Well, she's already a star, but <laughs> yes. it, it, it'd still be fun. Double, double star. <laughs> double star. Yeah. Mega out of this world star. <laughs> well, well, it's been a uh, enlightening chat with you, young lady. But um, this is. Oh, I hope so. Hopefully, I was entertaining. 
<laughs> you were great. I, I had so much fun and thank you so much. I'm honored to, honestly, I'm honored to, for you to ask me to be on your show. You, you are awesome. Right, thank you. And I appreciate you giving me your time. Because I know you got a lot, oh. a lot of creeping to do or whatever. You got I know you're a method actor, so you got to get into that role. <laughs> you outside in the leaping uh, Napanelli bushes and everything, looking through her windows and whatnot. <laughs> the tramp stamps. Yes, Napanelli tramp stamps. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm gonna, I'll tell everyone to listen to this. Um, and and I'll, I'll tell my, my friend Allie in Alaska. Mm-hmm. You can have your Alaskan Yes. Uh, listener, and I'll tell Joey Ryan to listen to this because um, he—I know he'll listen. He—he's really awesome. And unfortunately, I haven't—I haven't seen him in person for maybe like five years. But um, I—I—I I, I know that he would probably love to be interviewed by you, well, I, and it'll get um, a lot of exposure from from the wrestling world because yeah, he's—he—he—he's he, he, a head honcho in the yes. wrestling world, mm-hmm. and. I'll talk to him for you if you'd like me oh, to. Oh, man. You, you, you're doing me all the kindnesses or whatever. I had to put extra S's on that because I didn't know how to say it. Just regular. Uh, <laughs> but before- oh, you'll, you'll, love, you'll love Joey Ryan. He, he's so nice. He's super nice. You'll, you'll love him. So before you go, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and whatever else it is that you got coming up. Yes. Well, my name is Brandy Aguilar. Um, you, my name is Brandy spelled with an I. So B R A N D I. You can find me on Instagram, um, at Pixie Brandy. Um, and then you can find me on YouTube. Um, and my YouTube is Weird Brandy. Again, my name Brandy spelled with an I. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter. And my Twitter is not that exciting. I'm going to be quite honest. And it's just my first and last name, Brandy Aguilar. Usually I talk about boring stuff and things like that. <laughs> and um, you can, I, I have a personal Facebook for just you know, my friends and family and people I know in real life. And then my public Facebook, um, which is just Brandy Aguilar. And then, um, oh, and then my production company that I'm putting creeper on um you can find that too on both my regular weird brandy youtube and my um like little production company i just started weird brandy productions um on youtube and you can um see me um in the movie clickbait um which is available to stream um for free on amazon prime to uh tubi i I think i forgot to mention tubi uh tubi voodoo fandango youtube movies and xbox um, and it's a fun movie. Um, you know, if, if you're catching for a new flick to watch, it's, it's one of those entertaining movies that's just very playful and fun. Um, and you can watch, yeah, you can watch my comedy skits basically everywhere. So anyway, I, hopefully I hope you all had a great time listening to us bullshit, to my bullshit. And thank you so much, Rob, for having me on your show. Like, this is so much fun for me. <laughs> Thank you for letting me bullshit with you. <laughs> Word, no problem. That, that, that's what I'm here for. So you can just get it all out there. We, the bullshit is all over the floor and somebody else got to clean that up. Thank you so much. Um, it, honestly, it's been a pleasure. And much love from California to Texas. Uh, hopefully it's not um, too you know much floods out there right now. You guys have... Um, it's pretty much like a desert out there, like here in California, where we're a desert. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I well, Houston is the concrete desert, concrete jungle or whatever. So I mean, it's just buildings around this mug and just water goes everywhere. But anyway, that's that's part for the course. We don't want to end this on a sour note. Thank you once again. You've been a guest of the show. The door is always open for you to come back on in and uh talk that thing that you talk. I mean, we're going to have to storyboard um, a, a original story next time you come back around or whatever. Because remember, I am the first person that you're going to call or whatever. For, um, what what we said you was going to call me for? <laughs> Uh, oh gosh. See, we uh, don't talk so much shit is, that we don't forgot what we was talking about previous. <laughs> uh, the, Le- the Lethal and Benelli. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I remember now. Um, I was going to call you um, for the next big announcement for clickbait. That's what it was. There you go. That's I don't know. Is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I forgot that. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, I'm an idiot. I'm as dumb um, as you because I forgot idiot, too. But- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will um, definitely let you know. Please keep in touch. Um, I, I really enjoy your work. And again, thank you for having me. It was a huge honor. Great pleasure. Another episode in the books. I'd like to thank one Miss Brandy Aguilar for spending her time with me. And um, I mean, who would have thunk it? I mean, I, normally I, I don't do too much uh, research on my guest or whatever, but uh, you know, I just happened to scroll through her IMDb because she is an actor and um, happened to come upon wrestling. God damn, I can't escape it. <laughs> you know, as I even record this outro right now, Survivor Series is on and uh, it's Daniel Bryan versus The Fiend for the Universal Championship. You can probably hear a little bit of it in the background. I ain't editing it out, so fuck it. <laughs> but um, it was great to see her viewpoints on things. God damn, knowing that... uh. She won't let go her ego. <laughs> That's probably what I'm going to name this episode to uh, Lego my brandy or something like that. <laughs> so here we are. Um, Sunday episode in the books. And, you know, it's gotten away from me thus far. I mean, I've mentioned it uh, many episodes back, probably about in the 180s or whatever. But I'm coming up on 200 episodes. This episode marks 198 episodes of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. Without a break, without missing a week. And, you know, uh, I don't, I forgot how I used to, what my scheduling was like in the beginning of the podcast. I don't know why I settled on Sundays or whatever, but that's what it is. So every Sunday since, you know, I've been doing this, I've put out an episode. There's been weeks to where the episode came out on a Monday or something like that. You know, that's usually the fall back anyway, because here it is late Sunday night as I record this and more than likely nobody really get to it until Monday anyway. So, I mean, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, almost 200 episodes. And in January will be four years. You know, I don't know if I'm gonna do anything crazy for the four year. I, I don't even know if I'm doing shit for the 200. I'm probably not. I'm just, just business as usual. I appreciate that. I've been here this long You know, I've made it this far, and this is amazing. And Daniel Bryan just did a running knee strike on The Fiend, and it was amazing. He kicked out, though. I'm giving away spoilers, but by the time this is published and put out, (laughs) it'll all be over with, and you would know anyway. But we've done the H-Town Podcast. It just came this past uh, 
this past weekend, not this weekend here, but the weekend prior, I believe, 16th of November, Bar Bohemia, great turnout, met some new faces, met some old faces, and um, I'll be reaching out to some of the new people and everything, and uh, hopefully you get some new podcast perspectives on the show. Uh, a couple of other things in the works behind the scenes for the round and rounds will arrive when those things are uh, in stone, concrete, whatnot. You'll be the first to know other than me because it's my business behind the scenes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's some great things coming up. I'm looking forward to 2020. I'm trying to get ahead of the schedule and um, put some things down range for as far as a uh, conventions and everything and whatnot uh december 7th uh nerdcon second annual edition here in houston i don't even know the name of the building i know i got the address is <laughs> in the show description if you want to come pop up but um yeah it's it's gonna be awesome uh, this is gonna be my sixth convention that i've been to within the year of 2019 my first one was a uh, comic palooza and so far i mean a lot of these have been great but comic palooza has been the standard for me it's probably been like out of everything i've done so far my wrestlemania of uh conventions so that's what it is i'm, I'm looking forward to the next one coming around and this summer 2020 is gonna be awesome because you know i'll be able to travel a little bit more kids will be doing summertime stuffs and it'll be fun this whole thing is fun i like podcasting podcasting is cool if you have an inkling to do it and you're listening to me right now you know you should try it and just remember everything you try you may not necessarily like but you should always try something new so i've said it <laughs> anyway you can follow this show on twitter at 3R show. You can follow this show on Instagram using the hashtag 3R show. You can follow this show on Facebook or like it on Facebook. Just type in Around the Rambles with Rob or Facebook.com forward slash 3R show. And you can go to the website randomrobcast.com to where you can find many different ways to help support the show. For a little as a dollar, you can be a Patreon. A patron, you can support the Patreon, and it is only two tiers: a dollar and ten dollars. A dollar, you get um chances to win free things and whatnot. When I get you know stuff from sponsors and whatnot, I'll raffle those off to you in the dollar tier. The ten dollar tier is you get extra content, unedited episodes, and you know shows tailored to your choosing and whatnot. That's what you get at the $10 tier. So if you want me to do extra work outside of this show and wrestling this trash and everything else that I got going on, you're going to have to pay me, God damn it. <laughs> um, also, there's an Amazon wish list. You can click on that and donate gear to the show so I can do other things if you're in the $10 tier. <laughs> um, there's also regular Amazon links. And, you know, I if you're an Amazon shopper like I am, just click on the link It'll take you to Amazon. Save that in your favorites tab. So anytime you go to Amazon, you use that link, you buy something, I get a little kickback. You don't pay nothing extra. And it would help out the show tremendously. And um, you can buy merchandise. I got hats, shirts, books, and everything like that. And speaking of books, uh, while I take a break in on the shill, shilling of the show, um, books, 
I'm writing a book. I have to say it. Um, I'm putting it out in the air because if you hear me say it, that means everybody out there can hold me accountable and I have to follow through with it. It's going to be, I, I'll even give you the title. I, I got a title on my head. It's going to be a random book. <laughs> there it is. I've said it. I put the first, the, uh, the freaking prologue line in the goddamn on Twitter. You can f- find it at a three R show and that's what it is. I'm writing a book, a random book. And the only reason I'm writing a book is because that's what this podcast, this is the origin of this podcast. This podcast was based around the idea of a book. And the book that I'm writing or going to attempt to write has is nothing like what it was initially going to be. It's just going to be a random book. I'm putting all kind of stupid shit in there. I'm putting ideas for other books that I had in here. And it's just going to be random shit in a book and I'm going to publish it going to put a price tag on it people may or may not buy it but I can the, no other than the sole purpose of saying that I wrote a book now back to the shilling um, the gracious people over there at Hooks Rubs and Spices have passed on a little more savings to you the consumer they have increased the percentage that they will give you if you use the promo code it was 3R show but the new promo code is random so i mean if you use 3R show you can still get that 10% off but now if you use promo code random if you go to hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com or hooksrubsandspices.com you can get 15% off just use that promo code random so Big ups to the people over there, Hooks, Rubs, and Spices, for increasing that for y'all. Get you some great value on some great things for your foods. Put it on your meats, people. Put it in your mouth. (laughs) So, you know, and kudos to Hooks, Rubs, and Spices, once again, sponsor of the show. They are in four locations and I think a restaurant now out there in the Utah area. Go to HooksRubsAndSpices.com or uh, HooksRubsAndSpices.Etsy.com and you can find those locations if you're listening from the Utah area. And speaking of sponsors, we had a temporary sponsorship with a uh, Blue Chew. Uh, I haven't got the the results on that yet, so if it's going to be a continued thing, it remains to be seen. But I've completed my obligations per our agreement, and um, right now you can still get your first order free if you use promo code Random as well. So go to BlueChew.com, like the color blue, B L U E, Chew dot com and get your first order free all you have to pay is five dollars shipping use that promo code random now i talked about many different ways that you can help support this show that may cost you some money but there's one way that you can well there's multiple ways that you can help but the one that i'm going to discuss specifically right now that i would very much appreciate is if you write a five-star review for the show Get on Instagram, uh, not Instagram, but you can get on Instagram. Hashtag three or show. Go to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now. Write a five star review. I am currently sitting at 73 reviews by March 29th. I'm trying to get 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you can do that for me, I very much appreciate it. Hell, write a review anywhere that you got it because I know everybody ain't got an Apple device. You know, some of you got. <laughs> I can't even say it. it make my throat hurt but a review is appreciated it's free the only thing that it'll cost is a couple of minutes of your time 
And I would very so much appreciate that. Trying to get 100 by March 29th. Do you hear me out there in New Jersey? Y'all leading the polls right now in um, states that support the Random Rounds of Arrive. And I very much appreciate that. Um, Shout outs to people out there in Slovakia. I mean, they got people listening to me out there. I appreciate you all. And um, Spain. Spain is kicking ass. And um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to have support from around the world, even if you might have clicked subscribe and just been automatically downloading these shits and forgot you was doing it. I appreciate that, too, because at one point in time, you took a moment to freaking press subscribe and, you know, get that for me or whatnot. So I appreciate you doing that. Get those reviews and now people pretty please. Hey, next person that. I think I'm like I said I'm at seventy three. If we can get to eighty, I'll do a giveaway. I'll give you a, some merch of your choosing and a free digital download for a movie that I don't know what it is, but you'll get a free movie digital download. So the eightieth review, remember that. So um, I think that's about it. Nothing else going on at the moment, but um, I appreciate you listening, and I'll see you next time.